If you are an estate agent, letting agent, or someone who is interested in the property market, then this, the UK Property Market Stat Show, is for you. We are back for our second year. We will uh, published uh, a show almost every week in 2023, and we're back again for our second season. And each week, I have a special guest that joins me to review what's happening in the property market right here, right now. The benefit of the show is, is that the vast majority of stats are either a few months or even when the land registry are looking at sales from six, seven, eight months ago. But we're looking at what happened in the property market last week. And for the benefit of the show, we're looking at week two. And week two is, is week finishing Sunday, starting on Monday the 8th of January and finishing on the 14th. We will just touch on the first week as well. We didn't have a show last week because there's no point doing the show in the first week because there's not many numbers. I'm joined back again by one of the biggest names in the UK estate agency and one of the most loved as well and well thought of. <laughs> a man who is who is awesomeness personified, yet humble at the same time. I give you, ladies and gentlemen, Ben. Thanks for joining me again, Ben. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. Such a wonderful intro. This is literally the highlight of my six-week cycle, the intro when I'm on a show with you. Oh, bless bless you, my child. You will go far in this world. (laughs) The ladies and gentlemen of property have not come to hear our banterage. They are here to look at what's happening in the property market. So, ladies and gentlemen, the way this show is going to work is this. We're going to look at listings. We're going to look at price restrictions. We're going to look at sales and sales, sales agreed and fall throughs. By looking at that, we can judge what's going to be happening to the property market later in the year. Once we've done that, we will then go to a town or a city and look at their property market to see what's happening in their property market. And this week we are going to Cambridge. So the last 20 minutes of this show, We'll be focusing all on Cambridge, on the estate agency and lettings market, and we will really deep dive into that property market just to get a flavour of who the movers and the shakers are to find out which agents are the best. How we judge what the best is, is up to you. We'll just give you the stats. So, Ben, shall we dive straight in to the Stadaroonies? Let's do it. I'm pumped. First week of the year. Let's get it done. So as always, Ben, we start off with our friends' listings. And new listings this week, or last week, was 28,432. Uh, if you look at the graph on the screen here, you will see that, that we've had figures ranging from week twos from as low as 24,000 all the way up to 28,000. Um, the average week two figures for the last eight years is 26,436. So we are... Um, we're doing really well. Uh, in terms of year to date, we're on 48,852. And again, you can see on the screen here that apart from 2021, which is the crazy year, we again are slightly higher than the running average um, at around 42,824. Um, average price of a property coming on the market is 419,000, which is quite a lot more compared to what stuff's selling for, but we always have a state of flux in January. Um, and then, as I said, in terms of where we are, and again, these are really early days, but you can see on the screen now, 2024 is what it is this year. And I'm comparing us against last year of 23 and against 17, 18 and 19, stripping out the crazy years of 2021 and 22. So thoughts on listings, Ben. Oh, it's a very, very positive start, I think. Um, interesting, the the busiest week two for new listings in eight years. That's, I mean, that's a hell of a line in itself and only marginally behind uh, the crazy year-to-date period, first two weeks that we saw in 2021. So I think that's a positive. Um, anecdotally, agents, um, I guess, in my network or you know, sort of friends, colleagues around the industry, a lot of using the term uh, frustrated sellers coming to the market. There's a lot of frustrated consumers out there, be them buyers or sellers, actually, uh, that didn't do business in 2023 
um, or maybe even the back end of 2022. And so, <clears throat> you know, last six weeks, we've had a nice period of stability in the economy, which I know before anyone wants to jump on board, how ridiculous it sounds to describe the economy as stable over a period of six weeks. But given the last couple of years, I think it's fair to say that that, that, that is a period of time that's enough to encourage the consumer to move forward with their life again, biggest decision in their life, sell their home uh, or possibly buy. So, yeah, I think very, very encouraging signs. Litmus test is obviously what's the ratio of new to market versus properties going under offer, which, of course, we'll get to. We will get to. OK, let's go and move on and look at price reductions. Just to give you an idea, the difference between um, the difference between sale agreed prices and listing prices is 25.2% this week. The long-term average for the last eight years is, is about 16.5%. And last year, we were at 20.3%. Uh, I get a little warm under the collar when it gets into the early 20s. We need to keep an eye on that. But a lot of that is being driven by Inner London. And when I say Inner London, I'm talking about the postcodes of SW, W, N, NW, E, and the SEs, okay? If you took London out of the 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 the, the, the picture, that percentage would be much closer to around thirteen or fourteen percent. Wow! So, so it's all you Londoners, okay? Well, but you are it, welcome, everybody. You are welcome. But London is almost a different country when it comes to the property market. What is particularly interesting is if you actually look at the house prices on that registry, whilst everyone's been bumbling along quite nicely. You know, you guys have been finding it a little bit tough, haven't you, for the last few years? I wonder, yeah, I mean, <laughs> post-COVID, we didn't experience anything like the boom, you know, the race for space. Well, London is not filled with space. So we had exiting from London. We didn't have inwards movement. We have masses and masses of apartments in where my old business used to be based, uh, a, a small town on the outskirts, sort of greater London. 75% uh, of the entire housing market was apartments. So... um not to use just our own data, but London experienced quite a challenging um, COVID period. Post-COVID, we didn't get the bounce. And then actually last year, um, rough estimations, we're looking at a softening of prices around 5% in London. So it's, mm. not been, um, it's not been rosy. Uh, it's not been easy. It's been challenging. I've got no problem with that, actually. I um, I think agents, I think we could all, I think we could, though, look, tough year, 2023. A lot of people have been through it, found it challenging, found it difficult, but a lot got through it, survived. Um, and I think everyone is better for it, actually. Um, COVID created this really strange environment where we became a reactive industry and we're just going to deal with things as they came at us. And I think some of the some of the old trade craft, some of the high quality skills, that are, um, you know, you, you spent years developing them. You stopped having to use them. And so I think 2023 brought some of those back. Difficult conversations, absolutely back on the bill. Great agents embrace difficult conversations. 2023 was exactly that. Um, and I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Look, instruction-wise, looks great. First couple of weeks in 2024. I, I, I don't know what you're seeing. I, I'm sure you've seen the same as me. Social media is alive with optimism and positivity. Very excited about 2024. I was excited about 2023 because I like a challenging market. Personally, that means really good agents get really great results when things become challenging. So what we said in our business is we're going to relentlessly communicate across the mediums that count more than everyone we're in competition with. That worked well for our business. We had an astonishing year. Um, I don't want to do stats because it sounds like I'm bragging and that's really, really not the point of this message. But we came into the year positive, whereas a lot of the industry was very concerned about 2023. It feels like 2024 flipped on its head. The industry has become very excited with... Um, inflation up until yesterday was coming down and it's ticked up again. Uh, mortgage rates coming down, um, base rates sticking. I know there's great activity the first couple of weeks of the month, but uh, weeks of the year, excuse me. But don't think the difficult conversations are going anywhere. In fact, the piece I said in my training session last Friday with my own team was this year your job just got a bit more difficult because the media are not going to do your job for you. The consumer is seeing terrifying headlines in 2023. And so they understand as a seller that maybe prices are not doing what I want them to do. Right now, they're not seeing those headlines anymore. It's not the end of the world as we know it. The economy is not in free fall. There's positivity around the economy, which is astonishing, really. 
So I've got a great example. It's a horrendous example. In our own business, we are aware of a property that was on the market for a couple of years. We were instructed on it last year. Two years in total, it's been on the market. This is, you know, I, I don't mind sharing about our business. We're still working on it. I'm not going to betray any trusts here. I'm just going to give you, a, give you a headline that I think indicates where we're going to be this year. They've been on the market for two years, more than two years. Last week, we received an offer very close to the asking price. We got the offer above asking price for them. Did our job. Put the offer forward. We're going to have to think about it. Been on the market two years. We're now above asking price. There's a few there's a conversation to be had about the position and how the deal is going to be structured. Get that. Absolutely. Can we come back to you tomorrow? Okay, yeah, sure, of course. Take the night to think about it. Good offer, good position. Our recommendation is after a couple of years, we need to rip their arm off. Friday, uh, we need to the weekend to think about it. Okay, all right. We'll give you that. Monday, yeah, we're not sure. Did you tell them the original offer? Yeah, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you bring the original offer? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's not as if you were trying to negotiate. Oh, no, 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 no. We just, we, we've we've put the offer forward. We've told you we've got a buyer interested. Um, they've made this offer. It's the first offer. We're going to go, we're going to do our job. There's some backwards and forth, there's some backwards and forth. We've landed on this figure and it's above the asking price. And it's absolutely everything we've discussed over the last period of a few months that we've been working together. When this number comes in, you're going to rip our arm off. And I think... Um, the media and just the general feeling around the economy is really going to seep into people's mindset around pricing. You know, that, oh, well, inflation is stable. My property price must be valued at more money than it was last week. Um, don't get me wrong. Again, this is not a complaint. I'm giving this as an example. I'm a 20 year estate agent. I love this stuff. This is what we built our business on, this difficult conversations. I'm just saying, I just want to, you know, it's not all going to be rainbows and unicorns. It is going to be challenging. Embrace that challenge and you'll do just fine. But don't get a punch in the gut when you think it's going to be a walk in the park. Did you sell it in the end? We're still, it's, the negotiation is ongoing. Fantastic. Right then, ladies and gentlemen, I told you who's damn good value for money. So let's get back number of price changes. So this week we are on 16,876. The week two average over the last eight years has been 12,000. So again, it shows that the agents are really getting the prices down. So again, do remember, ladies and gentlemen, all these graphs are available to download. If you go onto the YouTube channel and then write up the description, big write up, at the bottom, there's a link and you can download all of these charts um, at no charge. They're available. All I ask is that they are not used on social media by yourself. You can use them internally and you can use them when talking to vendors or landlords, but not to be used on social media. Um, so let's just carry on. Um, that is, I mean, sorry, Chris, that's, that's a really fantastic piece of data to see that in spite of the positivity, in spite of properties coming to market, agents have not become distracted and they are still working their historic stock. That is really fantastic to see that volume of price reductions in week two of a new year after such a buoyant start to the year. I think that's brilliant. We're going to come on and talk about stock levels. In fact, you know us, we like to just mix and match it. Let's just go and have a quick look at stock levels. So I'll just pull that up now. And the number of properties for sale at the moment going into the 1st of January was 560,515. Okay, and you can look on the on the chart now. You can see all the yellows are the same 31st of December's for each year back to December 2017. Okay, interestingly, the... um. The, the the average number of properties for sale coming into every new year has been 506,000. But if you think about it, a lot of that has been dragged down by mm -hmm. November 21 and November 22. But if you compare it to 17, 18, 19 and going, you know, they're very, very similar levels, aren't they? So they are, yeah. I'm, I'm a bit surprised. Uh, you know, Brexit, Boris Bounce, November 19. I thought that figure 544, 31st December 2019, would be a higher number. That's interesting. So 560, positive. Yeah, but remember, that was, that was at the end of 31st of January. That's the end of January. Of Sorry. No, no Sorry. apologies. It was the 31st of December. We didn't get the Boris bounce. Until Jan yeah, January. Until January. Yeah. So that's, I would have, that's I, behind the five. Yeah, <clears throat> anecdotally, yeah, I'm thinking, uh, again, about our business. And that November, December period was... 
there was quite a lot of activity, but I guess, yeah, different areas of the world, slight lag. You can see, yeah, looks like January and February, much bigger numbers before. Did bump up, but they, you know, and look at here, they bumped down in 21 and they bumped back up in 22 and they bumped mm. back up in, in 23. So I'm hoping that the number of listings, and I think when it comes to listings, ladies and gentlemen, it's the classic Goldilocks effect that you don't want too little because we had too little, mm. as you can see here, and we get, it went crazy. But again, if we have too many, then that over, over eggs, that, oversupply market you know do remember that when we went into two when we're in 2008 we had upwards of 1.4 million houses for sale so you'd have three times the amount of stock or twice as much stock sorry um that no three times as much come three, on yeah. you know i like the stats but i don't know the simple stuff <laughs> but remember the number of buyers were lower weren't they so you that's what happened that's why house prices dropped in 0809 supply tripled well actually doubled because uh supply levels going into the crash of 0708 were hovering around the 700,000 mark okay so again we're still at lower figures than we were then but then she doubled or doubled over about eight months and she stopped there for a while and there was less buyers because it was a credit crunch and you can't couldn't borrow so much money and that's why prices came crashing down we'll come back to sales pipelines later we'll just give you give them something to to look forward to let's chris this well, is this this show is so powerful because how many agents have entered this industry in the last three or four years and i've got no idea about 2008 and they hear you know they hear pale stale male me talking about this was happening and that was happening but i never throw throw the data at stuff from 2008 because there's no access to it. That's amazing to hear that in 2008, in a buoyant market, there were 700,000 properties on the market. And then it went to 1.4. That's it's almost, it's almost impossible to get your head around that when you look at where we are right now. Can you imagine twice as much stock being on the market? I appreciate that one gets to 1.4, but logically a doubling of our position. It's, 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 it's insane no, when you put I that haven't... much detail into it. Yeah, but this is the scary bit. Now I haven't got the stats for the nineties, the late nine, the the early nineties, but I can go on anecdotal evidence that the numbers of properties on the market in the late in the early nineties was more than what was two thousand and eight. Mm, yeah, I mean, I can believe I, there were I, there were I, estate I get... agents with three or four hundred properties for sale. I think it was Jane Gardner that told me. In a past life, I think in a in a single year, she single handedly sold more than two hundred and fifty properties. Back, you know that that's what it used to be like. And right now, we've got less transactions, more agents. Yeah. And, and wait for this one. This is going to blow your mind, or some of the youngsters listening to this show. A quick exchange, no, a slow exchange, mm. was eight weeks. Eight weeks was considered. What are you doing? You're dragging your heels. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, I think I saw a post from James White on uh, LinkedIn, and he said, um, "Back in the good old days, solicitors' conveyances would meet up for lunch. They thrash out the deal. They'd get it done, and you'd be at exchange anywhere between four and eight weeks. Nowadays, a system crashes, and the conveyancing world comes to a complete standstill. And I, well, I, I'm big on tech. You know, I'm not an anti-tech person." But he's got something there. You know, he really has. This business used to be about relationships, conversations, getting things over the line, collaboration. And we we, we, we are I, I, slightly concerned, but not overly concerned, moving so heavily towards automation and tech that you know, do we leave ourselves exposed? I mean, as we proved in November, we definitely do. Um, and, and, and again i'm going to make a statement but i do, i'm not a huge believer in panel solicitors and again i'm going to go against mm. my friends here who, who are into <laughs> at the end of the day you know when when everyone's taken a slice of the pie there ain't much left for the solicitors and then it means they have a hundred hundred and fifty mm -hmm. properties to do the conveyance yeah and yep. then uh, to keep costs down you know you they're, they're raising you know they go to the to the a to z of it of contract inquiries and there, you know, there isn't even a coal mine within 200 miles, but they're asking coal mine questions because they're going from A to Z. You know, come on. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah. Unfortunately, they do feel like another industry where there's uh, it's something maybe connected to the world of property. This race to the bottom in terms of volume and charging model. It's um, 
Yeah, I guess let, we don't get into the age-old debate because, uh, yeah, I don't know. We're, this is meant to be about data and we can end up with a feed full of comments around horror stories. Agents do love a good rant about a conveyancer, don't they? Oh, they certainly do. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, let's get uh, back up our soapboxes. We <laughs> sold 18,100 um, and 15 properties this week. For comparison, the eight-year average for the week two is 18,875. When you consider that that includes the 21 figure, I think that's pretty good. And have a look at the graph, 2017, 17 and a half, uh, 2018, 16, and, 20, and 2019, 17, three. That is, you know, to give you an idea, you know, we have got 13% more gross sales year to date compared to 2023. I think that's absolutely fantastic. But remember, a first swallow doesn't make a summer. So as, as Ben was saying earlier on, let us just take it with a slight pinch of salt. Let's not all pop the champagne here just yet. Accumulative sales to date, 29,128. And as you can quite clearly see there, uh, the average in 17 was 27.8. As you can see, 20, 2018 was 26.3 and 2019 was 26,300. And even when you take into account the crazy years of 21 and 22, the average is still only 30,177. Not bad, is it? It's not, yeah, it's not bad. Not trying bad. To, you know, trying to uh, stay balanced here is positive. And it's, it's I, I like momentum. I really do. I remember, uh, I think it's Richie McCall's book, um, one of the greatest rugby players of all time, ex-New Zealand captain. And I think his quote is something along the lines of, world-class athletes don't rely on momentum. They rely on ability. But for the rest of us, momentum is bloody useful. It's great to get off to a good start. So, yeah, very, very pleased to see those numbers. Now, again, just just a little, uh, just a little fly in the ointment. The average asking, pri asking price... So we don't know what the sale agreed is, but we've had data from Hamptons before to show us that the price difference between the asking price and the price achieved is normally within one to 2% below the asking price. And it has been since 2008. 21 and 22 were slightly different. They were one to 2% over, but we're talking one to 2% below. So it's, we're comparing apples with apples. 334,000 pounds for the properties that have sold Let's just remind ourselves the asking price of a property is coming on the market, 419. Lower price properties have a higher propensity to sell. So again, you can I know you go for the posh end, but they have a lower propensity to sell. So that's when someone says you charge a high fee for a property. Yeah, because I sell less of them. It's a great line, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, so the proposition is 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 so different to to where we were as a business that would would work the entire market and there was a volume thing and I think we provided great service but the client was one of maybe 30 at any given time whereas you know the, the higher price property is a slightly different proposition but it, it, that makes sense to me that actually you know we were talking about it this morning first time buyers you go back six or seven months they were looking at a six percent rate and now they they're potentially looking at less than four so you say they're saving a third of course they're back in the market you know, that, that yeah. makes sense. As you know, I ghostwrite articles for agents around the country about the local property market and the average saving for a first-time buyer because of this fall of interest rates was about £1,840 per year. Mm, yeah. And so by taking that knowledge and saying to a first-time buyer, well, should I wait? Well, it's costing you two grand a month in rent and you're saving nearly £1,800 a month uh, a year in mortgage payments. Get on and buy your house. Let's move on and talk to fall throughs. Number of fall throughs this week. Um, um, again, you'll notice that we always have a dip at Christmas and she pops back up and then levels off. So this is more of a trend. And uh, the number of fall throughs this week was just over 5,000. But again, sale numbers. Um, sale fall throughs. Again, there's always a spike in terms of percentages. We've got to make sure that she gets back on this trend line. As you can see here on the graph here, back in June 23, we were at around 30%. Let's remember the trust, um, the trust budget, say it most time, most weeks, we were up at 40%. She's been going in a downward direction to the early 20s. So hopefully this will carry on and see where we are. So it's the long term. So that's, 
That's quite interesting, Chris, though. So last Christmas, the spike was significantly more extreme. But again, this year, we're, we're only at, you know, I think that's only at 50%, which is obviously a horror I, show of a figure. But I mean, to be honest with you, I did think about taking this spike out. It really is the case of Christmas week, mm. I sell, you know, probably three houses, but have two houses fall through. And it really does mess the percentages up. Hence, what you know, let's go back. They're the numbers. Yeah. Look, drop down is the number of sales. So we're talking minuscule sales, but minuscule pr uh, price changes. But it's the that graph here is the percentage. So yeah. you get the opposite effect. So you've got to just take, you always go take those peaks out. Uh, again, let's just find out where she's going with, with this in a few weeks' time when viewers can come back. And just see where we are again just a few graphs here which could be of interest to people uh fall throughs as a percentage of sales again it's slightly up like we said but again look at this in 2023 it was 33 as you can see here she was up here at 33 back in um there you go it was around there um let's just keep we won't spend too long on these um oh sorry we have to did we do next no we haven't done net sales have we no 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 not yet oh and that's why because all the graphs are out of sync never mind right let's do net sales okay so net you know there was me you know it's it's because i was i've been off the, i've been off for a month and i forgot what how to do things ben thankfully you're here to guide and support me on the journey uh, yeah you're welcome you're absolutely welcome right so net sales so we've got the graph on here and the red line with the with the angelic hover is the 2024 figure. And we can see all the other years on here. So again, really early days, as it always happens, we start off from a low base. Let's see what happens. As you can see on this graph here, the yellow line is 2020 when we were in lockdown, but then we had the crazy year there afterwards. So let's just give it a, you know, a good couple of months to see where she goes. And again, I suspect that the 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 yellow, the white line is the average of seventeen to nineteen, and the pink line is twenty twenty three. So I suspect that we'll probably be between someone there two figures. Now, interestingly, uh, I, I was uh, on a podcast a couple of days ago, which is which is coming out in the next day or so with the Guild and uh, with with Anthony Codling, and he believes that we're going to be finishing a next year on one point one million transactions. Um, this year, he thinks we're going to finish on just just under a million. I think we're probably just a little bit less than that. Uh, but again, it, it doesn't really matter what happens to transactions. Your job is to get as much transactions in your town as an estate agent. Remember, sorry, Chris. Just I'm just Anthony said what he thinks we'll finish on one point one million transactions. One point one million transactions. Okay. You yeah. think just under a million? Mm, yeah, somewhere around there. Okay. Somewhere. And. Um, Roger Martin Fag, behavioral economist connected to the Property Academy. His prediction was we'll finish the year on a, it will be up to an average of around 95,000 transactions a month. And that's for 24 or 23? For 24. For 24. So 95 is around 1.1. 1 .1. Yeah. So again, again, similar. It's just, yeah, finger out. I mean, it's like trying to project. I think I did a, a, I did a, a post on LinkedIn. It's like to, it's like projecting, working out the, was it the trajectory of a leaf you you know you can work it out scientifically but it only needs a, a butterfly to whap, flap its wings for a hurricane to come over well, I, absolutely i mean if it, it, it's a funny old place with predictions right now with the condition of the economy and and the uncontrollables so regularly presenting themselves i find it funny that so many are willing to make a prediction specifically around property pricing actually more than transaction volumes um you know, uh, we won't name and shame, but the changes the in in predictions 10 days into the year, 15 days into the year, I find absolutely astonishing. A 7% swing. We've gone from minus four to plus three. We're 15 days into the year. It's just, just, just slow down. Don't worry so much about what you think is going to happen because, you know, it's just your opinion. And inflation has changed in the last 24 hours. What is, is it? Are we changing the predictions again? If if you if you are really bored and yeah don't get me wrong I am a man that likes to see a video of a cat on a Roomba dressed in a shark outfit more just as much as the next man or woman but if you're ever bored go and look at some of these people who've predicted all the price changes and go you can go back and look at all their figures and and again the more often than they're not most of them mm -hmm. get it wrong of course 
Right, okay, let's get back on because people haven't logged on to listen to us rambling on. Uh, cumulative net sales to date, we are 29% more net sales this year, year to date, compared to last year. How good's that? Very good. Very, very good. Everyone, you know, the, the positivity we're seeing around the industry, across social media, talking to colleagues, it's a good position to be in. Let's just yeah. keep level-headed. Got a few other graphs here, which um, are interesting to countrywide managers because they like this sort of stuff. Um, is there anything here that catches your eye? I, gross sales as a percentage of listings. So we I like get... that. That's, that. That is one of my favorite that I review on a weekly basis for London and our, our region. So again, just because I'm not interested doesn't mean you or anyone else isn't in. So what, you know, London's are going to be a lower number, which basically that's saying is, is that we're selling agreed on around 63% of the properties that we are putting on the market. So London in 2023, properties priced above a million pounds ran at about 37% on average. Indeed. Um, so that's a, that, that, that's a good, 76% looks great, but I'm an agent and I've only ever been a London agent. So 76%, I'll rip your arm off for that. Well, interestingly, um, just fill for a second and I've got a stat which could be a interest to you looking at what happened in 2013 so you just fill for a second okay all right okay so englishman irish and no, i won't go there no um keep talking i'm nearly there right and let me give uh, you... we are hold on a second well, well let, what's i think going to be really interesting this year is which properties sell and where those properties come from so something that i think um viewers listeners should be looking at is where the how the properties find you so we call it a lead source i know lots of agents don't don't really focus on lead sources but our instructions the business that we work in this business come from sort of the vast majority come from six different activities and then there's a there's a as we get a sprinkling of properties from other areas i just want to give advice to agents that they review their data um fairly regularly on where the lead comes from where the instruction comes from, because not all leads convert into instructions, and then where the actual sale comes from. So we assess, well, I mean, we do a lot of data. That's why I'm on this show. I love data. We assess the three different touch points, the three different, they're the three different sort of key milestones in the transaction. Uh, and I think you might be surprised. Someone who looks at the data on a weekly basis, I was surprised last year with how some lead sources are fantastic for evaluation and data capture and working with um, a larger section of the community. By I say working with them, I mean, we value their home, we stay in contact with them, we sell them eventually when they tell them to sell their property. Um, certain lead sources absolutely come to market with us. But really interestingly, the best ratio was a bit of a surprise to me, where, the, where our, our strongest ratio in terms of listing to sale conversion. Uh, I would recommend everyone doing that because our unconscious bias kicks in. You know, you feel like the best thing is where all the activity is, but actually not always the case. It's only me and you because no one watches this show, mate. What's the best What's the best lead source, mate? Yeah, no one's listening. Between me and you. Um, what's my best lead source yeah. in our business? Yeah, no one's uh, listening. Well, we've got two. So we've got knocking on doors. We yeah. love knocking on doors. Um, and uh, old school direct mail, which um, is, seems to have gone out of fashion. Shocker. I know. I, re, as I say time and time again, we are not reinventing the wheel. We're just you, making and when, sure it's... Spins. And when you door knock in, are you knocking on properties that are for sale? For sale and not for sale. So where um, we, we call them active, active on market. Hi, you've come to the market. Maybe we can help with your onwards purchase. Gentle, softly, softly. Um, the longer they're on the market, the more... Um, interesting our marketing and communications become to talk about how maybe maybe whilst properties are selling and yours isn't selling maybe it's not the market and it might be that your agent's not servicing you correctly uh but we'll also go door to door um which i know is it's uh well all right i'll give you two minutes we go door to door we pick an entire road we've got a red hot buyer someone who's fantastic ready to do business but we don't have the property for them and there's nothing out there on the market that we can go get them so they want particular three or four roads we will knock on every door and say hi ben from mining country look i'm just out trying to introduce a buyer to a particular type of property this is the road this is one of the three roads that they want to be on would it be is it worth us having a conversation you will be surprised how many people are interested in that conversation um, beyond that, though, if you don't have a red hot buyer and you just want to meet more people who live in your local area and you want to value more properties, 
go door to door and offer a valuation for Wednesday next week. I'm going to be in the area. I'm valuing homes Wednesday next week. Just want to know if you had, you wanted an up-to-date valuation on your home or something is sold down the road. Even if it's not your agency, really simple line. Uh, number 13 is, is just completed. I'm just introducing myself and seeing that you know, the sale of that home would have had an impact on the value of your home. Wonder if you wanted an up-to-date valuation on your home. Just to be clear, there's the negativity is people think door to door you're going to get long negativity because there's no hard sell people are very very open to having dialogue occasionally you bump into edna and she's been on the road for 40 years and she's well, number 17 is number 17 is, is thinking about moving for sure and there's a bit of this and there's a bit of that edna beautiful christmas card is on the way you've given me everything i need to know and, and you're having conversations, you're face to face with people. And I can assure you that those people are telling their friends, their family, their neighbors, oh, that nice Ben from Finding Country, he came and introduced himself. There's no hard sell. And I want to also say the conversion rate for the valuations you do on these properties, it's low. You're not, you know, not everyone you value is not coming to market because they do just want an updated valuation. But I've met them. I've been in the room 90 minutes. I've got their name, their phone number, their email. I will stay in contact. And if someone with a crazy budget for their property arrives, they're one phone call away from possibly doing business with us. So it's, it, it, honestly, working lead sources, don't rest on the fact that the market's busy and things are going to come to you. Get out there and find it. Ladies and gentlemen, you can see why he is one of my Champions League uh, <laughs> presenters. Right, mate. Um, I said I was going to show you this. Okay, here we go. And there you go. So can you see that, a map of the UK? We can, yes. So, these this is what a state agent <laughs> what a state agent's got paid on in twenty twenty three. So we're not looking at the top end of the funnel where there are properties are coming on the market. A property will only leave an estate agent's books for two reasons: she exchanges or she withdraws. This is a sell fall through. It's not leaving the agent's books. It's staying in the system, and it'll probably be relisted. Okay, and you can quite clearly see here that. In London, 38% of properties exchange. Now, interestingly, that's the whole of London. When you look at inner London, that 38 goes down to early 30s, mate. Does it really? Yeah, because I, when I do our data, I do it for the whole of London. That's What's really interesting is priced above a million, the long run average is 37. So above a million is 38. So it looks like pricing is not the issue necessarily in London for conversion. Um, not pointing fingers here, but I guess maybe it's something to do with us agents. Maybe. Couldn't possibly be that. Well, I, you know, who, who knows? Who knows? Okay. So we've got the different areas there. Now, interestingly, is if you go and look at last year's figures, they are all about 15% higher. Ah. <laughs> Yeah, okay, all right. And, and they all kind of moved, apart from Northern Ireland and Scotland, but they were already high, it was almost like they were on the same tide and they all moved up and down, they well, they went mm -hmm. down, all at the same level. There you go. It just, but it, why I think this show and the data you provide is so extraordinarily valuable is because being able to talk about the national picture to give that context for the, the the market, what the market as a whole is doing. Don't get me wrong. I think if you're if you're if you're speaking to a local consumer, you have to be able to talk about your micro market in extraordinary detail. But there are micro markets in you know. So a micro market might be Chiswick, where I'm sitting right now, which is a lovely little area of, of West London. But within Chiswick, there are also micro markets because the one or two bed flats, the entry level is a market versus the three, four bed upsizer versus the semi-detached and the detached beast. There's, there's, there's subsections. So I think you need to know all of them inside out, but the national picture is really great for indicative of how people feel. Cause as agents, we're, we're, we're trapped by our own bias. So I think that's really, really powerful that generally speaking, every error has seen a 15 drop off, 15% drop off. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's between 12 and late teens but they're all roughly the same so yeah. okay interesting you, i mean i don't want to hear any complaints from you guys up in scotland life is good life is good uh i am kind of i'm part scottish and they'll complain whether they want to or not <laughs> okay price changes as a percentage of listings at 59 again let's settle this one down um we need to you know because again it's early doors on this one 
Uh, we've already done a number of net sales. Um, let's just say, uh, here we go. Um, estate agents pipelines. So at the moment, there are, as we went in on the 1st of January, there were 359,000 properties in estate agent sales pipelines. So that is sold subject to contract, but not exchanged. Correct. The units, not pound notes. Okay. Okay. okay so the number of pipe, the pipeline dropped by 9.9% between November and December, but it always does. As mm -hmm. pipeline is going out, but there's not much coming coming in. Um, and interestingly, the average level of pipeline in 17, 18, and 19 is 305,000. So even at 360, we are 20% higher than 17, 18, and 19. Now, some of that is going to be down to the fact is, is that solicitors are even slower. But okay, but at the end of the day, there's still three hundred. You know, there's still twenty percent more properties, and the and the length of time it takes to do a sale post COVID is not massive. You know, it was always seventeen or eighteen weeks in the late teens, wasn't it? It just mm -hmm. got more like nineteen or twenty, so it's not massively more. So you know, it isn't all doom and gloom. Um, the, um, the, what why I think as well. Sorry, just this is. You know, I think the stage is, is a challenging business f for your mental health because there are the roller coasters and so many things outside of your control. Looking at this, look at the drop off between uh, October 22. Uh, so, yeah, October 22 to January 23, how much because of, you know, Quartang and Trust doing their thing versus where we are now. I appreciate we, we're starting from a lower base point, but the percentage drop that has got to give people more confidence that. We're in a better position this quarter one, which is always a bit of a tough quarter for exchanges. Looks like we're in better shape. Um, back to that word momentum. I think we're in, we're in, we're in, we're starting the year in a positive position, which is nice. Right then. So next, we are now going to go and look at a town or city. And as I've promised before, we are going to go to Cambridge. So I don't. Do you know much about Cambridge? Only that it's an extraordinarily competitive marketplace um, and that fine and country uh, have tried several times to 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 make a success of finding uh, of, of Cambridge. And just so in case anyone doesn't know, fine and country is a license model similar to a franchise. So I think fine and country have struggled in Cambridge, but I know there are some very, very good agents there. So this should be interesting. Let's go and have a look. So Ben, we are using the 20EA Insights platform. Ladies and gentlemen, the 20EA Insights platform is a piece of kit which any agent can have, and you can have it on your town, or you can have it on a region, or you can have it on a national basis. I have the national package. Um, I, just for clarity and above boredness, I do not pay for this package, but they, I get given it in return as long as I mention it to the greater good of UK state agency. Uh, this package is available. Uh, I believe they have a, like a light package where it costs you absolutely nothing. And then you can pay a nominal amount. And I, I, I'm not going to say the figure because I'm not on commission, but it is very reasonable for some postcodes and you get this sort of data for your own town. Um, both Ben and myself are, are a bit of data geeks when it comes to, um, comes to uh, property and this bit of kit will show you where you are as an estate agent. This is like right move plus on steroids strapped to a couple of Saturn V rockets with big glitter balls and lasers coming out the nose. I mean, I've, I've pimped it up enough, Ben. You have pimped it up enough. Yeah, you've 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 gone all in. That is, that's the um, that's almost as strong a, a pitch as you as you gave me in my intro. So yeah, good work. Because I like it. I, I like you and I like this. So, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we are looking at Cambridge. Okay. So, just for the benefit of Cambridge, we are looking at the postcode CB1 through to CB5 inclusive. Okay. And then I'm just going to talk and rock and roll for the next 15 minutes. Jump in when you see something that you like or ask you a question. Is that okay? okay. Will do. So, we're going to, we are looking at from the 1st of 
this uh, 1st of January 2019 through to the 16th of, of January 2024, the average price of a property um, in um, that's been put onto the market in Cambridge sit in those uh, six years or five and a bit years to 523,000. And there's been 13,161 properties put up for sale. Let us see who the movers and the shakers are. And we can start off with Redmayne, Arnold, and Harris. So let's have a look and see what they're what they're what, what they're doing in this world. So you can quite clearly see here that their market share has been hovering around this 10%, reaching as high as 16 and as low as um, well, there you go, it's 2.3. So, but again, those are over the time. But again, that's just the basically that's quite a wide range, Ben. But it's yeah, it's it's just go back to that low point, Chris. What date is that? December. Yeah, December. Yeah, December. Interesting. Wonder if there was a marketing strategy there, withdrawing their properties from the market, maybe to to benefit from the Boris bounce because that was the end of twenty twenty, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Oh no, 19. interesting. I, again, um, but again, um. That, for a market leader, that is quite a wide. We do this show every week in a different town or city, and that's quite interesting to see that the range there is 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 quite interesting. The average price of a property that they've put on the market is six hundred and twenty-seven, which means that quite. And we'll go and look at the upper quartile. Um, that they t looks like they appear to the the middle to middle upper market. We will analyze that a little bit in more in the detail. Let's on go. the uh, Chris, sorry, on the average pound per square foot, they are so twenty. EA have have found a way to extract the square footage from scrape it from somewhere on the on the on the web on the web on the yeah. So the way the way they do that is is that every property that comes on the market has an EPC. The data is put into a database that you can download. They know the address of the properties that these agents have put on together. Match the two together. Divide the area by the pound yeah. square, by the, and that's where your average pound per square. Yeah. Foot is. Interesting. But you've got to be. You can't. You can't say Cook and Curtis get 492 and you know they get 20 30 percent more because different price property bands yes. different pound per square foot what is particularly interesting is this the really small stuff has a high pound per square foot then she dips mm. then she goes up to the middle like the you know around the 60 or 70 percent price range goes up then she dips again so you can't you've got to compare apples with apples you can't mm -hmm. yeah so cook and curtis with an average they 460, which means they probably deal with the lower to middle market. Mm -hmm. And again, the yellow line is not brilliant, but again, they're, they're again, some big movements here. Generally, in the same, if you put a trend line through it, very similar. Let's go and look at Bidwells. Again, very similar, apart from that spike there. Must it might have been a new home site there? You don't know. Uh, but again, they've been hovering around that eight or nine percent mark. Let's go and look at bushes. No one seems to be pulling any trees up or growing here, do they? No, it's all, it, I mean, it's all very, I mean, in the weirdest way, quite stable. Uh, Carter Jonas, slight growth there. Might have had a new valuer there, who knows. Tucker Gardner, seems to be drifting downwards. Hockeys, oh, look at that. They're go. doing really well, aren't they? Just I think that's, that's the first growth I've seen. Nice one, Hockeys, that's what we like to see. Let's go and look at Savills. Pretty stable. Pocock and Shaw. Let's go and look at Abbott's. Slight drift downwards. Uh, Sean McQuinney. I don't think we're going to get any more. Let's just have a quick look. I don't. I think it's normally thirteen is the is the most that we can do. Right. Let's just have a quick look at who the upper quartile agents are. So what we'll just work out what the upper quartile agents are. So that's three. Okay. There we go. So the upper quartile is 600,000 and above, okay? Mm -hmm. the number of properties, I've taken the top 25% ballpark. And in terms of the agents, Red Mains are still number one. So very, very similar to... Yeah, Savills have moved up the ranks. Carter Jonas moved up the ranks. Yeah, quite... Cheffins mm. there. I can't remember if Cheffins were there. Let's just have a quick look. Were Cheffins there? Yeah, fifth. They were there. So it's quite obvious that there's not actually a dominant player in that upper court. We'll go for 750 just 
And now that's interesting. If I take out the mm. 600, then all of a sudden rep bidwells come in. And look at, yeah, okay, average price. So again, let's just, we'll just have a quick look. You can, mm. this is the wonderful bit about this kit. You can see your market share. And again, you can change it to relists or sort of the contracts or fall throughs or exchanges. And again, it's what you do with this data. So interesting. There you go. That is interesting. So um, do you know any of these firms, Chris? Not particularly. I'm, I'm, I'm no. some of the senior guy. I know one of the senior guys at Bidwell's is a nice chap. Straight talking bloke. Calls a spade a shot. But yeah, decent bloke. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I'm, that, I mean, that, that also is a bit of an insight. I wonder into um, why it's been so difficult for a filing country business to, to, make, to, to make a success of of Cambridge because there are so many agents who clearly work the upper end of the market. It's a, uh, it's a more challenging I, marketplace. I'm going to, I'm going to speak out a turn here to some agents, but it's down to the agent. I mean, uh, mm. breaking into, you know, one thing that I've learned is this, the agents that can break in to markets, even if upper quartile, the power of social media and wait for it, video, especially presenter led videos, get in front of the camera, become a, you know, People say estate agencies are people business, don't they? They certainly do. Yeah. So therefore, why is the meet? How many estate agents websites don't even have meet the team? Okay. <laughs> or, or it's hidden. It's hidden with about six clicks. Okay. And then even when you do get to meet the team, there's no way of contacting them. And it says Jeff plays rugby in the local club. Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. Um, but. Where are the social media where, you know, I'm telling you here in LA, ladies and gentlemen, if you can do present, if there's one thing in 2024, that if you want to basically strap a rocket on your listings, presenter-led videos, way forward, telling you now. Right, let's just look at quick look, look at stock levels. And you can quite clearly see here, now this is interesting, I'm just going to zoom in on this one. This shows you the stock levels of properties for sale. And let us just, we won't look at January because we're only just in, but let's just, well, we'll pick October. So you can see here that in, now this is interesting. There's not been a huge change. So in 2020 in October, there's 1,178 properties. She dropped down to 762, 980, um, and then she went in, no, 980 in 23 and 825. And it, what is particularly interesting is that that drop and that thing is a lot more extenuated in around the UK. So it looks like Cambridge, when it comes to the number of properties for sale, it was a little bit more tempered. We didn't have a massive growth and we didn't have a massive drop. And then a growth, you know, we've had that same level, but it's not been as much as the, the, the peaks and troughs as most other UK places. Interesting, interesting. Okay, um, anything on this before I go to the next screen? No, go for it. Okay, so... Um, this this is um this is my favorite screen and there's an awful lot of data on here but there's some, just like Aussie Gold Hunters on Discovery Plus channel which is one of my favorite TV programs yeah I really do like looking at I do like watching that one and Jade is it Jade Hunters I don't know um that okay um there is gold in here pure gold that can prove that you're worth thousands of pounds more than another estate agent okay so. We've been looking at new instructions and sold the contracts, but this is the gold, exchanged versus withdrawn, okay? So red mains exchanged, so this is from the 24th of November, 21. So I'm gonna move that to the start. There we go, just for the last year, here we go. So, Red mains have exchanged for every hundred properties that red mains that left the books of red mains in those postcodes in the last 12 months, they've exchanged on 64.6% of them. Whilst Bidwell's at 59 and Cook and Curtis at 74. Now it must remember that Bidwell's are a high age, a clock, you know, a high price property agent and the higher price properties so if I was want to, if I was Bidwell's, I'd be changing the price bands and getting rid of to to level the playing field a bit. But if I was just looking at, said, we'll do the normal market, which is basically we'll go everything up to six hundred thousand. Let's just do that to give a more of a, a balanced feel for for everyone. Here we go. So red mains have exchanged on sixty six percent of the properties. Whilst so this is you'll just do the price range. This is 200 to 750. 
and you can play around these figures. It's like right move plus pie charts. You can change the stats to it. But the bottom line is this. This is core market. Cook and Curtis, if I'm up against Red Main, Arnold and Harris, I can say to Mrs. Miggins, Mrs. Miggins is independent that eight out of 10 properties that I put on the market, you will move home. Whilst the other competitors, you will you will have a 20% lower chance of moving home. 66, that's the percentage difference. I've made that up. You'd have to do it properly. But so look, Chris, just a minute ago, you said um, the example was Redmayne 60, well, let's say what's on the screen right now, 66% of properties that left their books exchanged. Between so the prices of 200 and 750. But that's based on what left their books as opposed to 66% of all instructions that they bring to market. Well, it, it has to have been an instruction for it to have left the books. So what? So what I mean is, so look at the look at the data right now. There's 247 instructions. Would that 64% right now be 64% of the 247 instructions? No. Or 64% of it's, it's what's gone off their books. Right. So almost between sole civic the contract. So they're, they're in silos. This is why I say this is a geek fest of a spreadsheet. And most, you know, it's the, like I said, the devil is in the detail. Then there's the new instructions, standalone numbers, nothing to do with the number of sold. So in between the 16th of Jan 23 and the 16th of Jan 24, Redmain's put 247 houses on the market. Redmain's between those two dates sold 178 houses, which represent, and that was 72% of the properties that they put on the market. So there's a connection. It's okay. these two here, exchange and withdrawn. And these that that exchange and withdrawn should almost be on a separate screen. Now, if any agents in Cambridge saying I've already switched off, I say this to you: more for you, more for you for not taking the time or trouble. Because if you were one of these agents, there's something here that says that gives you you can say I am 20% better than the other estate agent at selling your you're more likely 20% chance by using data. Don't switch off. Well, back to my example of knocking on a door. If they are on, if you're, if the consumer is currently marketing their property of an agent that doesn't have a high success rate, to be able to give them that specific data and compare it to yourself, because we all know one of the rebuttals is, well, it's the market, you know, the market is why I haven't sold. To be able to tell them, actually, we and your current agent work in the same market and our ratio to success is X versus their Y is powerful, extraordinarily powerful. Indeed, it is. And you can see the numbers here on the screen. So again, the power of data is, is that, you know, is, is absolutely essential. The devil is in the detail, use the data. This is independent data. I'm not on commission with this. I just love it so much. I use it in the show to compare and contrast. So interesting times. Let's just have a quick look. The average number of properties that get uh, price change, 29%. Everyone looks very similar to that. The fall through rate of 22.65%, again, Nothing here. It looks like red paint. I mean, uh, well, I don't like to call it a negative, but Carter Jonas needs to have a look at themselves. What, 43? Well, their exchange rate is only 43%. They've got the highest price yeah, change rate. Okay. Right. Well, okay. We did say the posh, but they are, let's look at the posh prices because I think we have to, you know, just for a level playing field here. So here we go. Does that change anything? Not. Not massively. Not massively. So it looks like the key agents here in the £750,000 range in the last year is Bidwells and Savills. But Red Mains are doing all right at 59, but Carter Jonas, 45, guys. I think you need to um, have a look at that. Not criticising. These are the stats. Okay. And if anyone's got any issues with these stats, just contact 20EA because they are the gold standard when it comes to this these sort of stats. Anything else before we move on? No, looks good. Okay, so next screen is how close did you get to the original asking price? Okay, so therefore, in the last, this is the last 12 months, out of the 247 houses that have come onto the market, how close was your asking price to 20EA's AVM automated valuation model? You might know it as um, like a, um, a ValPal figure. There's lots of firms out there. And you quite clearly see here that red mains are very, they, they, value really tight whilst bidwells they value slightly under that's it that's interesting i don't often mm. do that 
okay? And then you then the price achieved. So it looks like Bidwell's put them on at keen, they keenly priced them, but then the price achieved from the original asking price is 1.26% higher. Whilst red mains get 1.88% higher than the original asking price. So like a great business. I need to look these guys up. Okay. Remember it's Cambridge, it's different marketplace. Mm. Okay, so that's again percentages, shushmentages, people get quite mixed up with them. So this is what 20A do. They say, right, if Redmain put an average six hundred thousand pound house on it in the last year, they would achieve six hundred and eleven. Whilst Bidwell's at five nine nine, Cook and Curtis at five nine six, and Hockey's at six one seven. So if I was Redmain's, I could turn around and say, well, I get more for your money. Yep. Now remember, Bidwell's are a top 25% quartile market. So if we are going to compare apples with apples, it's important that we do that, okay? So I'll just do this, okay? So I'm looking at anything above 900,000 and I can quite clearly see here. So I know it's a 600,000 pound house, but they're applying this, the different percentages because it's different price ranges and you can see the sort of price that you get. So if you were on the doorstep of Mrs. Miggins, you can say, I get you more houses, more pound notes for your house than anyone else because of this 20 EA, you know, this independent data. Interesting, yeah. isn't it? Right, let's move yeah, on. Okay, let's look, let's move on and look at uh, how quickly agents sell houses in Cambridge. And we're looking, just looking at the top 10 here. Um. So you can see here, there's a difference, you know, Garrett, you know, the quick, the quick ones are Cheffins at 40 days, um, Gray and Toynbee at 31 days, Carter Jonas take a little bit longer at 82 days. And then the pink line is the number of proper, a number from sold up to contract to completion. And you can see there's not a huge amount of difference there. We're not going to spend too long on that. Um, interestingly, there's this new, um, this, I love this new screen. And we'll just pull up uh cambridge second hold on a second there we go <laughs> wonderful thing about this is there's an awful lot of data so uh what 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 happens here is is at 20 a put all of the data from the other screens and put it into one fantastic screen so you can see the levels of instructions per month or per week depending on whether you want to, they go weekly you can see what happens to instructions and that changes as you go um, sale agreed, and then the average asking prices of sale exchanges and new instructions compared to each other. Again, you you can just if you're a data geek, you can go through. Um, yeah, there's just lots of data here that just shows you what's happening to the Cambridge property market. If you want, and you know, what is your what? Why is data so important as an estate agency boss? God, to see it's if you want to. Uh, so our, our simple system is everything starts with professionalism from the, the next step is trust, then it's rapport and then it's sales skills, it's urgency, it's moving the conversation forward. Professionalism, you know, uh, you got to have them. But in terms of building trust and rapport, having an understanding of what's going on in the world, being able to talk about data. Um, I, I, I say this quite often, I, whilst, you know, context is so much more important than history. So what I mean is you, the person sitting across from you at the dinner table, they want they want a bit of history, but they want the economics. They want to know what's happening in the world right now. And actually, at this exact moment in time, what's happened over the last couple of years doesn't fuel the conversation in terms of pricing, market analysis massively. You need to know where you are now. Of course, what's happened over the last year. Know it. Understand what happens. Understand your competition. But I... Yeah, I don't want to get sucked into it. It's all about bashing the competition. Some of this stuff portrays you in an excellent light against, you know, maybe market averages if you don't want to get into specifics around other agents. I really feel if you're going to build trust, you have to have the knowledge base. And the knowledge base is data-driven for me. Yeah, and there's a way to say, you're not going to say their shit, I'm brilliant. You can say you'll have a 20% greater chance of selling with me compared to my competitor. And here is the evidence. Absolutely. Yeah. That, it's, uh, that, that's not, that's professional, isn't it? Sure. Yeah. Uh, 100%. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a time and a place and everyone's got their different tactics and everyone's got their different style and their approach. But being able to have the conversation is the most important thing. And I talk about this unconscious bias all the time. 
I'm obsessed with getting away from mine because I know I've got 20 years of bias and it's ingrained. So the only way I get away from that is looking at the data, looking at the numbers. Indeed, indeed. Right, finally, we've got the lettings here. Uh, and this is looking back since November 21. Now, again, an awful lot of lets, they don't tend to swap agents, but it gives you a flavor of what agents are doing. The thing that screams at me is this, look at this growth in open rent. So in 2020, <laughs> in 2023, 18% of the properties that came up for renting Cambridge were on open rent. And in 2022, nearest- Oh, rent, that is interesting to see. The return of the valued letting agent. Good for you, open rent, the thorn in every letting agent's side. Indeed. And you can see here that there is leaders have dropped, red main have dropped slightly. But again, we don't know if this is managed stock or this is just number of properties coming up for rent. So you're very dependent on whether the, the tenant is handing their notice in here. So there's not a huge amount of change here. We give a flavor of what's coming on the market and who has the most share. But you know, online agents, 15.6.3%. That's quite high. Sorry, Chris, I've just realized looking at that bottom right hand side, open rent their market share is down but they've actually still managed to grow almost 40 percent this year no, it's the other way around this year so that's this year which is the last 12 months they, they should be the other way around oh, sorry yeah i'm looking at it i'm just yeah we're not even reading the headlines okay sorry yeah that okay so yeah that is not great news open 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 rent continue to be a thorn in the side there you go so just what I, as what i started the, the the rental bit is that they have grown by over 40 percent so mm. just be aware of that uh, it looks like Alexander Greens have dropped. But again, that doesn't mean that they've dropped off the face of the earth. It just means that they've less properties. Well, they might have sold up. You don't know. You you don't know. Um, again, that might be of interest to some some agents, just give a flavour of who and what the movers and shakers are in the town. Uh, oh, sorry, city. It's a city. Have you ever been, Kate? It's a lovely, 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 lovely yep. city. Yeah, uh, wife and I went to the museum there and we looked at some, some, uh, some archaeology. We do like a good... Uh, Viking trip. Right. But final thoughts. We um, show 2024. I just want to say thank you to everyone who's sent me, sent me a message saying, are you doing the shows again? Because you haven't done some. I need a week. This, you know, this genuinely takes five hours of my week to do from preparing, preparing the graphs, doing this, editing, and then sending it on and uploading. But anyway, I love doing it. I love doing it. And, I, and it helps. if it helps you, that's a bonus. Ben, final thoughts before we go. I think finish where we started, that the year has started well, positivity, really good signs. All Everything we've looked at today supports. We're in a much more positive position than we were 12 months ago. But let's stay level-headed. Let's stay a little bit guarded. Let's embrace. It's still going to be a challenging year. It's not going to be rainbows and unicorns. Prepare for the worst hope for the best but strategy is not about hope strategy is about putting things in place that are going to protect your business moving forward and that for me is about lead generation conversations difficult ones and the mindset get the mindset right you have a great year ben as always thank you very much look forward to seeing you back uh, probably towards the end of feb you're always good value for me but more importantly thank you for for your kind support and um with regard to the show you, the viewers uh, we get over a thousand views a week on this and I'm really chuffed to bits that we get lots of benefit from it. If you have a town that you want me to look at, uh, send me a DM or put it into, into the comments. And uh, thank you for watching and thank you for your support. So uh, thank you very much. It's, it's way of goodbye, Ben. See you soon.